0: This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, we watched 2004's Saved, and after watching it, I wish that I had a mercy house in my life that I could just send all my unwanted problems to. (laughs) Because, you know, because, yeah.
1: It just goes away.
0: Yeah. Just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, hi.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Oh, I'm just super peachy keen, terrificy. Yeah,
1: stuff. yeah. <laughs> it's been another very long delay between episodes, so um, we apologize for that. Uh, been, I thought life would get a little easier once I started my new job, but I'm still doing some of my old job, and then I had some back problems, and we just. We're just plugging away. Yeah, we're here. We hope to be a little bit more regular with these episodes.
0: Hopefully, us hiring the new the the tour manager and production assistants will make things a lot better for us. What? Oh, you didn't know about that? I know. Oh. Oh.
1: Was this Uh, a dream you had? uh, I'll talk to you off air. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lately, everything feels like a dream.
1: Oh, So welcome to another episode of Honey, You Should Watch This, and if you have not listened to this podcast before, um, this is a podcast where um, a husband, which would be this handsome gentleman sitting across from me. I don't
0: know what she's talking about. uh,
1: And a wife, which would be me. Hello. Hello. We like movies um, and TV and all sorts of other pop culture stuff, but sometimes we do not have the same taste, Um, you know, in the Venn diagram of our uh, interest. uh, We have uh, some tastes that kind of veer off left and off right uh, to each other. So uh, what we decided to do, you know, in order to kind of spend more time together and, and kind of understand you don't want to do that anymore.
0: Oh no no no! I was just at the having to spend more time together thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh oh
0: no! I was talking. <laughs> about, I was talking about something completely different.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So we decided to I'm so cute. Uh, you. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh-
0: <laughs> because we wanted to spend more time together. We
1: wanted to spend more time together, but we also wanted to kind of, you know, I know that I usually kind of leave the room when you're watching, you know, things like good stuff what you consider good stuff. (laughs) And um, I don't typically try to subject you to the things that I like, especially when it comes to horror movies and whatever. But um, we decided to kind of take a stab at, you know, let's watch these movies together and kind of learn, um, you know, we don't necessarily have to like a movie to appreciate it. So we want to kind of figure out how we, uh, how we can appreciate each other's taste in movies. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. Good enough. Um, we, We do discuss the movies. We do, um, spoil the movie so if you have not seen 2000 2004 2004 2004 saved um you know continue listening if you want to get spoiled if you don't um go watch the movie and come yeah, on i back. mean
0: it's 17 years yeah if you, if you haven't seen it by now
1: yeah we won't spoil a movie if it's something that you know just came out or, or whatnot but um we really do Last those week. kind of yeah. yeah yeah so anyway all right all right so uh saved. Um, do you have a question for me?
0: Yes. Are you ready to take the Lord and Savior Jesus? Oh, <laughs> why did you have me watch this?
1: Um, this is an interesting movie. when When you think of um. Teen movies, you know, throughout different eras, like 80s movies had a had, a, had a, kind of a, a way about them, a feel, of kind of a feel and, and more of a kind of a comic take to them. 90s were definitely um, a little bit different as far as how they were doing. So once you got into the, the early 2000s, um, teen movies were changing. And this movie was definitely different than your normal teen movie. It had all the beats, of a teenage movie, but it also had that satire to it. And I thought, it, you know, they were getting smarter. I think teen movies in, in, the, in the 2000s were getting smar- smarter. This is the same year that Mean Girls came out. I think this movie came out before Mean Girls. Um, right. But they definitely had a different kind of feel to them. So um, I know I was skeptical when I first watched it, um, but I kind of liked it. And so like this was my third time watching. It's, so.
0: it's ironic that you think the teen movies are getting smarter because the teens are not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i didn't say now i said back then they were getting no smarter. you said
0: in 2004 that the teen movies were getting smarter you know like as yeah. you know over the 80s but it was it was a joke never mind okay yeah
1: <laughs> so the uh, cool people out there got it the cool people <laughs> out there got it um hey, let's s-
0: face it if you're listening to this podcast you're pretty fucking cool
1: <laughs> yeah okay yeah um so when you uh, when I told you you were going to be watching this movie, I know you kind of winced a little bit because uh, it does. That was,
0: that was just play.
1: I know, but you know, because it does star Mandy Moore, so I could I could see why you you might be a little hesitant oh, I to don't... watch
0: it. You know what? I don't have any issue with Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I... I'm not going to run out and buy a poster ever to put in my room, but mostly because she wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I just she she's kind of one of those people that I know about, but I don't know any. But I don't know about you. Know what yeah. I mean? Um
1: What What did you think? What do you expect going in?
0: I don't know. I I I I, I expected a rom com uh, okay. of sorts. All right. Uh, which was there was a rom com. I mean, it, there was one kind of intertwined within the movie itself, but.
1: That wasn't the main focus. Yeah,
0: I didn't. Yeah. I didn't expect, and I don't typically pick up on satires, but mm-hmm. I did on this one. I did not expect a satire at all. Okay. Uh, I, I think that I'm like the rest of the world, where I have like this this idea of Macaulay Colkin because he's not, you know, we, he was Kevin McAllister, and since yeah. he hasn't really done anything other than. Those handful of movies that he did when he was younger, the last major one being Richie Rich, I think, which was a just a, a tank, mm-hmm. you always have like this, can't be very good Macaulay Culkin's in it, you know, like he just fell off a cliff. We'll get to that later. That I kind of was wondering about how, you know, he was going to be in it. I, I didn't have any expectations, because I, I, honestly, I had never heard of this movie. Okay. Uh, which doesn't surprise me, because...
1: It was a quiet kind of, you know. Well, not to spoil the box yeah. office,
0: but this was only released on 592 theaters, which yeah. is nothing. Tip, a typical release is like 1800, 1700 mm-hmm. theaters. So this was a very under the radar type uh movie. I'd never heard of it. Uh and the only person that I really knew of and it was um well, I knew some of the sub actors like Mary Louise Parker and stuff. I just didn't I didn't have any I had zero expectations of this movie going into it, which sometimes is a good thing mm-hmm. for the movie. You know?
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I know that I get surprised. I've been surprised a couple of times in movies that we watch where I had like no idea um, and try not to spoil it. Um, let me jump into um, the summary. And, Love it. And then we can talk about the movie. Okay. All right. So 2004 Saved um, is kind of a teen movie comedy slash satire um, about a devout evangelical Christian teenager named Mary Cummings. Um, she is entering her senior year at American Eagle Christian High near Baltimore um, and things are going well for her. She has her two best friends, uh, the uber-sanctimonious uh, Hillary Faye and the sycophantic Veronica. Um, they make up a girl group called the Christian Jewels. Um, and that's a band, but they're also, you know, teen girl power kind of group um, doing, you know, the things they feel are right together. Um, you know, like... Yeah, uh, Protesting in front of a Planned Parenthood, you know, as you do, because, you know, that's a fun thing to do on the weekend. Um, That's what I've got booked (laughs) for Saturday. She's also been dating uh, the very handsome and athletic Dean for the past four years, um, and he is a fellow student at American Eagle. So uh, everything's going great for her until one afternoon uh, late in summer before they're starting to go back to school. Mary's boyfriend, Dean confesses to her in the pool that he thinks he might be gay. Um, That they are uh, playing this little game where they're trying to tell secrets to each other underwater. So they're trying; it's almost like a game of telephone. I don't know if you ever played that game, and I I don't remember if I did or not. Uh, um, No. Yeah. Um, I was busy
0: jumping off the roof into the pool.
1: (laughs) Um, So she uh, she comes up for air when she hears that that he's gay. She hits her head on the diving board. Um, and goes back down under the water and the gardener or pool boy or whoever it was dives into the water to save her and as she sees him she has a vision that it's jesus uh telling her that she must help dean in any way possible um that uh um she must save him from this gay affliction um so she's gonna. Be, she's uh, after a a talk with uh, Hillary Fay uh, in a roundabout manner. She believes that um, Jesus will restore her purity if she has sex with Dean, and this will rid him of his homosexuality. Um, but all is not well because, despite her attempts, um, some of them very awkward attempts <laughs> to, to, quote unquote, de-gayify him. Uh, Dean's parents uh, send Dean to an all-Christian, kind of all-in-one rehab area for teens um, called Mercy House. Um, and so the first day of school, she goes to pick him up and finds out that they had sent him away. Um, we have a cat that's just kind of entered into camera range. See his tail? Brody, come here.
0: Yeah, the great listening, cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah go ahead, big Ellen.
1: for a great listening, baby boy. Okay, so... Um, so that, that, that failed on her. Um, so, uh, she confines in her friends, um, Hillary Faye and Veronica, uh, Hillary, <laughs> it's just... Jesus Jesus Christ. I have a cat in my face, sorry. Um, So uh, Hillary's kind of sickened by the idea, but she's not really moved to do anything about it um, until she meets Patrick. So Patrick's the son of the headmaster at the school named Pastor Chip. Um, Patrick has been away for a year um, skateboarding for Christ on a Christian skateboarding tour. I've never heard of that, so I don't know if that's a real thing or not.
0: Enter the satire. Yeah. No, it's not a real thing. Yeah. All right.
1: So uh, in order to impress him, she holds a prayer circle at her home um, so everybody can pray for Dean. Uh, Mary um, is embarrassed and incensed at this, and she breaks off her friendship with Hillary. And to make matters worse, a few days later, she discovers that she is pregnant with Dean's baby. Um, So... Senior year ain't going so great right now. So um, the school's outcast and only Jewish student. Uh, Cassandra has been watching Mary, and she figures out Mary's secret. And the two of them, along with Hilary Faye's brother, uh, Roland, who is... Um, wheelchair bound. Uh, they conspire to keep everything a secret. So Mary can graduate and move on with her life. Um, Hillary Fay's disgust at Cassandra's relationship with her brother and the jealousy of the attention that Patrick is giving Mary, because Patrick kind of has a crush on Mary um, leads to her kind of constantly harassing um, the group. Um, and that is the catalyst for all the secrets to kind of break wide open before prom. And at prom, um, which kind of leads to this standoff between the quote-unquote outcast and and Hillary and and her her followers. So, uh, it's uh, interesting ending, if not.
0: Um, I thought that was somewhat weakest. hopeful. I thought that was weakest part of the movie. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So the cast: uh, Jenna Malone uh, is Mary Cummings, Mandy Moore. Jenna
0: Moroni was in this. Jenna Malone. I
1: didn't screw up this time.
0: I did. <laughs> Jenna Maroney,
1: <laughs> Mandy Moore is Hillary Fay. Uh, Macaulay Culkin is Hillary Fay's brother. Roland. Uh, Eva Amurri is Cassandra. Uh, Patrick Fugit is Patrick. Um, Elizabeth Ty is Veronica. Chad Faust is Pastor Dean. Uh, oh, sorry. Chad Faust is Dean. Messed up on that, Dean. The boyfriend, uh, Martin Donovan is Pastor Skip. Heather M- matazzaro is Tia. Um, she's kind of the replacement for Mary once Mary uh, defriends. That's funny that that comes into it. Those like guys now defriends. Uh, <laughs> Hillary Fay and Mary Louise Parker as Mary's mother. So, oof, that was a loved one. Sorry.
0: Yeah, that was. I, I that might have been like. The, uh, longer than a, a movie? summer yeah C- pretty close yeah we're at four yeah. hours now guys uh no. <laughs> thanks for ha- holding on with us <laughs>
1: all right so i mean uh, no secret that this movie um is about religion and kind of pokes fun at religion but um i also think that this is really about um belief more than it is about religion um because you're you've got one main character that's kind of hit a point in her life where she's questioning everything that had kind of kept her going and guided her life. And you've got somebody else that, um, or or other characters that are just complete, unquestioning rigidity to everything that they've been told um, about their faith. Um, so it's kind of the, the differences in that, um, that's what I really more think that this pokes fun at. Um, I know the writer had probably had different things in mind, but that's kind of how I see this movie.
0: Well, most of what happened in this movie, apparently, uh, the writer has pulled from personal experiences, Mm -hmm. uh, or excuse me, the director, the director was a 17 year old, a young man who was at a high school, a a Christian, religious, we'll call it a religious high school. And he, every day, was like, please don't let me be gay. Please don't let me be gay. And then when he came out, his parents just, I mean, you know, gave him the boot. Just did some of them, yeah. You know, uh, uh, that time of, of that period, that wasn't uncommon for extremely religious uh, families. I think probably more about the embarrassment factor than it was about the belief factor. Right. Uh, I personally, we kind of talked about this a little bit, I think that he's stabbing it at religion a little bit harder than you think he is. Right. I mean, but there are... I think he stabs at the religious beliefs very hard, but he also has elements in this story that show you what a religion should be. Mm-hmm. right um I don't know when you want to go into it or whatever mm-hmm. i I think he's very damning to the 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 structure of of a extremely religious church mm-hmm. that you know because uh you know back when he was in school we had the i mean when I was in school we had the whole um, what did they call it? The satanic, um,
1: satanic panic.
0: Yeah, the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. anytime that a rock and roll band wasn't exactly what they thought it should be, it's they worship the devil. Masking! Yeah, they, we, they, ah! if you play it, if you play it backwards, it says eat all the Twix bars and and you know just and all don't the,
1: save any for dad. Yeah,
0: all the just the <laughs> d- d- craziness, and it wasn't even about let's try and find out about it or reach out to these people, which churches do significantly better now. I mean, there's a lot of churches now that. That have embraced the mm-hmm. the the pride culture and all that stuff. So it's I, I think that he was he's got elements in it of what he thinks it should be, but he also has the elements of what it used to be. And right. they kind of he blends them really well. But I I personally feel it's more of a. This is what I had to go through and how miserable it is, and this is what I was looking for. I, I think he I think yeah. he stabbed a little bit harder than they did in the movie. but
1: yeah, in my mind, I think it's sometimes especially with with different teen movies, especially when they've got some kind of a drama element to it. Um, it's really about well and as you're growing up as a teenager anyway, um, this is the time when you kind of, somewhat to part and question your parents and question, you know, cuz that's just that's just part of growing up, right? Yeah. You question the things that you've always just kind of taken for granted. And um in the character of Mary, I mean, it's in in the introduction to the movie, um we find out that she loses her dad when she's what, 5 years old. And Yeah, he was Yeah, yeah she
0: was she yeah, that's a good age. a good a good age.
1: Yeah. So she um She turns to church and turns to religion to kind of um,
0: fill the fill the void. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Um, and that's kind of how she makes sense of the world, and that's how you see the world. It's just really what Christian, you know, not even just Christian, just any belief does. It puts the world in context for you, right? Um, So she's kind of shaken because everything she's she felt she was doing everything right. And now this is all kind of falling apart on her. So she's starting to question, not necessarily her faith in God, but I think she's starting to question the way that this faith is being played out by her peers and and her mentors, because Pastor Skip is also rather, it's black, it's white. And she's not seeing it that way or experiencing it that way. And um, I know personally, um, you know, I grew up, I didn't never went to like a Christian school, but I think from the age of nine to sixteen, I was in kind of more of a fundamentalist church. Mm-hmm. Right. It was Baptist church. Um and I can I remember feeling like, you know, when the rest of the people were like talking about, you know, um maybe anti-abortion or, 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 things like that, it always kind of bugged me. Like i had, I had this nagging feeling. And so when people would k- kind of question things around me, like other adults, at least it made me feel like I was normal. Right. Um, like my mother would always kind of question things when she didn't, when it didn't sit right with her and have some conversations about it. And she actually pulled away for a little bit because of, um, you know, leadership at the church one time, it was kind of going in a direction where she felt like, why are we doing this? Like people were like applauding in church for, um, you know, if somebody did a musical number, you know, and in, in her mind, it's like, or when somebody got baptized, it's like, that's not why you do this. You do this because of your call, you feel called to do it. And you're, I don't know. It's like, it, you're not doing it for other people's applause. Basically, is it was what gets down to it? And I also remember hanging out with a friend of mine from church, and her mother was driving us somewhere, and we did drive past like a Planned Parenthood, where they there was like a protest going on, and somebody had, um, uh, someone that was just definitely they were in a wheelchair, um, but it was more than just that they lost the capability of their limbs. It looked like they probably weren't, you know, they had some kind of men and mental impact for it too. And she kind of questioned the fact, like, does that person know why he's there? Are they just using him as a, a you know... A, well, of course. Yeah. Um, kind of a, a thing. And so she questioned that, too. So those things were at least made me feel like, okay, it's okay for me to be questioning it. Where, as in this movie, Mary, anytime she questions it, she just gets further put into this, you know, blasphemer kind of role, like she's evil. Um, and she, there's a problem with her, you know. Well,
0: I went to... Uh... I went to a Christian school, a private Christian school, from kindergarten to fifth grade. And after fifth grade, they asked my parents not to send me back. So, <laughs> um, and that's uh, a true story. Um, but there are I, elements. There, there were are elements,
1: times I want to ask your parents not to send you back either. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can leave right now. I don't. I, I'm just kidding. I, I know. know I love you. I know. Yeah, you, sure you do. <laughs> um, uh, there are elements of of church, as we as we said. Like I said, you know they they they're, they're changing and they're they're morphing into a i mean a better place i I don't i that Mm -hmm. not discouraging disparaging or anything but there were elements of of that school that were very nazi-ish that i went to Mm -hmm. i mean not like got told i had to i got pulled out of line and had to face the wall one time because i had my hands on my pockets because i was cold but they wouldn't let me go back and get my sweater It was it's just really crazy little things like that i don't understand
1: that did they think you were going to play with something or did
0: they just weren't supposed to have your hands in your pockets. That's so. Sweet. I raised my hand, asked for permission to speak. She said yes. I said, "May I go back to the class and get and get my jacket?" She said no. And I said, "I'm cold." And she says, "No." I said, "Okay." So I put my hands in my pockets. She told me to face the wall. So I called her a bitch. Um, <laughs> third grade, ladies and gentlemen, third grade. So um, <laughs> it, it explains there, a lot about you. Yeah. It, well, it does. There, so there's a lot of there's a lot of elements there that that have that feel and 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 he got some of those out here as well like. Um, you know, the Nazi party was all about show, you know, Oh, look at what I did. Look at what I did. Hitler, you know, happy. They, they, you know what I mean? Cause they, right. they did a lot of things in, in public. They did a lot of stuff in private too, but it was always about glorifying yourself for the, for the, you know, for the master for the race. Yeah. For the cause. And one of the first things that pastor, um, skip, skip does when he shows up, he's like, Hey, we're having this assembly. Welcome back. It's another school year. Um. Yeah. Who wants to come dedicate their life to Jesus in front of everybody? You know what I mean. It right. was like, whoa, whoa, Jesus, dude. We we just met that that type of idea. Yeah. Uh, they they handled anything that they didn't like uh, swiftly and instantly. The no night the TV night had, that Dean's yeah. parents found out he was gay, he was gone the next morning. I mean, it was like, holy shit. So uh, that you're right. There. They, what the it I it shows the Cause it, cause it comes in at the end, right? Where Pastor Skip was like, "Oh no, no, premarital sex, that's bad. Oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this." And yet he's getting down with, with um, uh, Mary Louise Parker, yeah. Yeah, uh, Mary's not, Mar- Mary? Mary's, yeah, Mary's mom, Mary, Mary's mom, Mary's mom, uh, to the point that like she was like three times a week. Because I think Mary actually said something. She says, "Well, you're never home. You're always at his house." So you know, I'm sure they're not playing Scrabble, but but it was okay because you know he was benefiting from that so it's there's a lot of things that they pointed out that that they kind of work through at the end you know they show him at the end after she's had the baby he's at getting out of the car because he decides he wants to he wants to move forward with his relationship he's got the 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 the, the flowers, flowers then Apologize. he turns around and walks back to the car and then he gets pissed off that he's walking <laughs> that was that was kind of cute scene but well
1: i think i think all the characters kind of slowly come to a point where they are maybe questioning um, and it's not necessarily the belief in God that they're questioning, and I don't think it's not not necessarily uh, the 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 foundation of their faith. It's the co- the context in which it's looked at, right? And and that's that's kind of where I see issues with things, right? You've got people who will sit there and 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 you know say all day long that oh well in this. This part of the Bible, it says, like Leviticus, it says, you know, gay is bad. And in this gospel, it says, you know, that being gay is a sin and all that. But it's not looked at in the context of what was going on during the time that the Bible was written, right? A lot of things, um, National Geographic actually had this really good show that was on that I think only lasted one season. And they really should have done more because it was amazingly eye-opening about the how things were when certain things were written. So when they were talking about Leviticus, I mean, your existence was based on your tribe staying together and supporting each other and staying alive, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of things in the Old Testament that are like Shocking and almost revolting uh, about how how things were done and and the laws and all that, but like certain things like not eating shrimp, right? That's in there you wouldn't eat.
0: Well, that's why I can't be a Muslim because there's no bacon. <laughs> you know, so right
1: or um, not wearing like different types of clothing because but the clothing they said in the, in you know one of the episodes of this was because. Certain types of clothing were identified with other tribes, and you had to, st- you know what I mean. You had to stay like within- the Bloods and the Crips. Yeah,
0: <laughs> almost. No, yeah. no, seriously, yeah. legitimately. Like if you, <laughs> I think if you, if you're a Blood, you couldn't wear blue.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So
0: what's the difference? Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I mean, and that's it. But they would like when you look at the Bible and you kind of try to interpret it in terms of modern times and how we're looking at things. That rigidity. Which is really played out here, and really is what's poked fun at, right? Because it's not looked at, you, you know. There's no, and plus you've got teenagers, and their their um, breadth of context is not all that encompassing, right? Of course, it's very yeah. narrow. That's very narrow. Yeah, their life is limited. Their life
0: is limited to school, right? And I mean, their friends. So
1: yeah, I remember talking to a woman one time. Um, her. Uh, her daughter had, uh, I think was 14, and broke up with her boyfriend. And she was like, I don't understand why she's not getting over it. And it had been a week. Yeah, because and that uh, was her life at that. And exactly. She, she probably lived that said, boy for a
0: year for a week. Yeah,
1: And I, and I said, you know, like, I kind of spread out my arms like I'm doing now. And I'm like, this is your life. And this is your context over what that relationship might mean to you. You know, here's hers, you know, very, it's right. narrower than yours. So it is, it's a bigger deal to her because she hasn't had that before. She's got no way of putting it in perspective like you do right now. Yeah. And it's like
0: your first divorce sucks, but the fifth one, it's so easy. <laughs> it's really just it's like, okay, you take that. I'm out later. I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, and it's funny to me too, because I think, because um, it was written from a point of view of a, 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 a gay man who had experienced this kind of fear of that ostracism. Or is no, it no, way, he,
0: way? his parents, straight up, he, there yeah, was no he fear was of, I mean, it happened, yeah. yeah. But
1: even before that, it was that fear, right? Please don't let me be gay. Please don't let me be Please, Because everybody in this movie, if they are not able-bodied, straight, with the program, Christian... They are kind of seen as the undesirables, right? Attractive. Have, I mean, that yeah, was it was. Yeah, it's you have you know you have Cassandra who's not Christian, she's Jewish. Um, you have Roland who's in a wheelchair, um, and then you have Dean who's gay, and then as Mary starts questioning things and 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 not getting with the program, she's seen as this outcast as well. Um, but even when you find out at one point that Hillary Fay used to be overweight, and it's like, you know, that would have put her in that outcast category too. So you had to be this cookie cutter, and it's just, it's just amplified in this movie that that cookie cutterness, you know, that you're in, you're out.
0: Well, the cookie cutterness thing it doesn't surprise me because, like, uh, when I was in that school. There were a lot of rules about how you were you could you like a uh, boy's hair could not touch his ears it couldn't touch his collar hmm. uh, you couldn't wear blue jeans um, I'd be out you, had, you <laughs> I, I, I I did not know what blue jeans were until I was in sixth or seventh grade I didn't know I didn't own any because all that uh, now they were technically jeans but they, when I was a kid because of my build, my mom could only find one pe- person that made pants that fit me, and they were the tough skins from Sears. <laughs> but they were basically jeans, but they were red or black or blue or green. But you couldn't wear blue jeans. But why? Because blue. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, rock girls, and roll. Girls had to wear s- skirts mm-hmm. or dresses, and they had to be below the knees. Uh, you know, it was all, all of that stuff. And you're like, what are you trying to make a look like? Didn't? Uh, and I and I it used to piss me off because I didn't want long hair, but I was that. I was the problem child, and they'd be like, "Well, you can't, your hair can't touch your ears." And I'm like, "Didn't Jesus have hair like down to his shoulder blades?" I mean, <laughs> did Jesus not look like Ozzy Osbourne? Am I missing something here? You know what I mean? And you yeah. ask questions like that, and there was, and there was Whack. never, there was never an answer or a, a an explanation. Right. It was like, "That's not the point. You can't have long hair." Oh shit. Okay. Right. Well, can I wear sandals? Because Jesus wore sandals. It was little, little things, you know, little, but, and, and there's a lot of religions that take, uh, and churches that take that kind of beating right? because of that rigidity. You know, here, here's, here's the pastor, Skip, at the, at the prom saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And yet you had a group of young people there that literally were saying, hey, we just want to come to our prom. Yeah. We're not, we're not, you're here to... Tear Cause stuff. Trouble down. Or, We're yeah. not here to get in a fight. We just we just wanna be we wanna get to experience life. Oh, you can't because you're gay. Oh well, Jesus! Excuse, Not the fact that they excuse they, they, the they, shit out of me. <laughs>
1: the fact that they actually stole a van is you know to get there, yeah. <laughs> borrowed, yeah. I guess, a van to get there and broke out. You know that that's you know that's that probably had nothing to do, nothing do with it. To do with it.
0: <laughs> in fact, he told him, you know, you should take the van back before you get in trouble. You you literally just created grand theft larceny, and your problem is is that they're gay. So. I, I get where they come from and and I I it, it what you're saying is 100 percent correct they have that cookie cutterness that everybody had to be like oh excuse me what uh Fayeary uh, Hillary, Hillary Faye. Faye God why it's been a couple weeks since we watched the movie so yeah. I'm struggling with the names um and the little things that he did like in when they were at the when they were at the the uh, the the when, when they first met the pastor, and they, what do oh, they the call it? Oh, the school assembly? assembly. Yeah. Golly, man, I am getting old. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And they're singing the song. Mm-hmm. What is it about that type of Christian music when you're watching people play it that makes you uncomfortable? Yeah. It's a whole hands. No, no. Not, not watching the people <laughs> in the audience. It's watching her sing it. Because it wasn't a bad song, and she did a good job, because she's a good singer. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to watch this. Seriously, right. as a person who grew up and am still a Christian, I didn't want to watch it,
1: yeah, and I've been in those situations, and, and we I, all have i've and i've and shame to admit it that I've done the holy hands myself, you know, it's like jazz hands, but higher, and you don't move your fingers, and um <laughs> Yeesh. but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's meant to. Because I, you know, when we were looking for churches um, mm-hmm. at one point in, um, years ago, um, I went to a few and I mean, it was either like the band was in your face and like super, super loud um, or, you know, but or the music was just very dirgy. Right. But music is always kind of I, I would just love it to be able to go and listen to somebody speak. And and so I can learn about the Bible, somebody who's knowledgeable about the Bible without all the pomp and circumstance. But the pomp and circumstance is there for a reason. That's right? how they get their money. Well it's it does also it's it's music is very I, I don't wanna say manipulative. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna put the, you know, churches in that light, but there is that that component of emotional pulling of strings well music can bring a
0: lot of different people a lot of different types of people with a lot of different beliefs with a lot of different uh practices together Mm -hmm. i mean you can look at a a rock concert Mm -hmm. and the type of people there you can look at a country concert or you know a jazz there's a lot of different type of people that will listen to that and it brings it brings it brings us all together yeah i agree
1: so that's that's part of it too. But um, to go back to what you were saying about the um, the rededicating, oof, the call to rededication.
0: Um, Having been... wait you... Yeah, that's just a keyboard, cat. I hope you didn't screw something up. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Right. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> guys. Just just for the people out there listening, and, these and little <laughs> assholes don't even want to be in this room when I'm in here doing all the work. They walk. They will stick their head in the door and look at me and go. I don't want to be around that fucker. Yeah. And they turn around and they walk out. The second she sits down in here, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, what's this toy on top of the a table? Can I stand on this microphone? If I throw this across the room, will anything break?"
1: <sighs> Mama, look at me. Jeez.
0: All right, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm talking about you.
1: So, you know, having having been exposed to to the the this is just the my Baptist church experience. You know, there were retreats you went on as, as teenagers, and you all went up to the mountains and you, you know, spent your days studying the Bible and having, you know, all this stuff. And um, uh, I've been, I think I've been to a, we did a revival once or twice with, you know, where you got the tent and there's a big, it's all sorts of just hype. But yes, the call to rededicating yourself was a big thing. In the Baptist church. And, it, you know, it, it is. And it, it, it's just like, you know, if you're backsliding, oh, that's the big word was backsliding, right? Did you backslide?
0: No, I did not in any ice cream, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: did you backslide? Um, but, so yeah, I I can see that, but they have it, you know, and of course, you know, somebody always goes first and there's a few other people that come down and, you know, and it may be, a very, it's a very personal thing, but it does feel a little awkward that you're, you know, you have, you're doing that in front of other people instead of, you know, um, Making that personal decision for yourself. It, it is, was definitely like come down in the front and make a big show of it and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, I can say that's very uncomfortable. And then Pastor Skip, in and of himself, was just trying to be the cool guy as well. You know, are you down with G O D? I'm down with G O oh, D. Shut G-O-D. up. You know, coming in, doing the major flip, you know, and just being like. like a little bit of acrobatics just making his show
0: when was when was the opp song wasn't it late 80s early 90s early 90s and he's in 2004 going you down with god dude it is played it is (laughs) over
1: (laughs) let's get our christ on let's kick it jesus style yeah i mean just just trying to be you know hip yeah not fun not fun at all. To quote Macaulay right. Culkin, "Buzz, your girlfriend Wolf."
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, Um, but that's you know, and that's not what the teens really needed. Like he's a leader, right? He needs to be there, and I, I think he was trying. Like, there's a point in the movie where he can see that there's this rift between Mary and Hillary Fay. And he goes to Hillary Faye because he's like, she just doesn't seem like she's herself. There's something wrong. I'm really worried about her. You know, why don't you guys talk to her? Well, why can't he pull her aside and ask her what's going on? You know, but no, he has got to go through the, you know, the Hillary Faye. And it's just it's it's really crazy. But I, I love um, in this movie, just to get to the comedy of some of it, how um they worked the names a little bit. I mean, some of them were just like a little bit on the nose, um, but I I think it works well, because like Mary, you know, the one of who course. gets pregnant is Mary. The Immaculate Conception. Yeah. Her last name is Cummings, which... Uh-uh. Um. <laughs>
0: I don't think so. didn't last long enough.
1: Um, And then Hillary Faye is obviously, you know, getting you a, a call and, you know, a, kind of aligning her with like, Tammy Faye, of course, Baker, right? Um, Cassandra. Um, this is a bit of a stretch, but Cassandra in in mythology was um, kind of a, a soothsayer. She could see the future, but unfortunately, she was the gods kind of had punished her with what she saw was always impending doom or disasters, and no one would believe her. Uh right. But and the the funniest and just maybe a little bit of the meanest as, you know, Macaulay Colkin's character that's in the wheelchair that they name him Roland.
0: He keeps rolling, rolling, <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling what? <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> come on. Rolling. <laughs> um I I personally believe that Macaulay Colkin is uh the quote unquote savior of this movie. He he is I think that he is the embodiment of what the director thinks that a Christian person or a or a religious person, or a person that that wants to do good, is mm-hmm. because he's like he's the baseline for mm-hmm. everything. He's he has no problem with the fact that Cassandra has issues. He has no problem with the fact that his sister is a weirdo. Uh, he just, I think, he, you know what? He just does a lot of things in the movie that make everybody else's life better. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, personally, he, he, you know what I mean? He's he's that he he has. There's no judging. He finds out Cassandra's pregnant or um, Mary's pregnant, and there was there was no. Oh my God! It was like, well, you know what? You know, let's see what we can do to figure. It was just. Right. I think he's he's the he's the good. Well, the same thing
1: with Cassandra too. I was like she, she's. I mean, both of them had the the propensity to, and, and I think the two of them made each other better. Right, mm-hmm. um, Cassandra and Roland, because um, Roland was a little, um, you know people would ask him questions and he'd kind of be off-putting, you know? Um, he'd like, cause one of the things is she, she gets in the van, the first Mary gets in the van, the first day of school. Um, and, you know, Hillary Faye always makes a big show that she's got this van that helps her take her brother to school in the wheelchair. And, um, you know, she, she puts on a front of, oh, well, I could have had Alexis, but I need to take care of my brother kind of a thing. Um, so Mary gets in the van and she says, hey, Roland, how was your summer? And he's like, oh, you know, mountain climbing, kickboxing, you know, whatever, you know, the same old, same old. Right. And Hillary's like, why do you always have to make people feel awkward about your differently abledness? Right. And so he's got that, that, that shield, right. That, that he has. And Cassandra has her shield, Right, that she puts up where she's a little mean and very, very confrontational with people, like where she's smoking the cigarette and the girls are like, well, you know, it's not only bad for you, secondhand smoke kills. And she's like, well, I'm counting on it, right? <laughs> so, but the two of them together, they provide this safe space for Mary. And in the bathroom scene where Cassandra kind of confronts her, like, you're pregnant. I know you're pregnant um because they had both seen her go leave the planned parenthood yep um and when mary kind of loses it i mean the first thing she does is hug her right like and and is is there for her so they are guarded people that can be kind of seen as mean and stuff like that but deep down they are the kind of people you want on your team
0: right yeah which is what i said
1: yeah i know <laughs> But I was just saying, like, as far as the movie's concerned, you know, they come off as somebody you don't want on your team. But you really do.
0: You do. Well, I think that Roland's uh, way he acts at the beginning is because no one wants. To... I don't think that Mary was doing it so much. But, you know, people would talk down to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me help you with that. I'm perfectly capable of doing it by myself. Right. I- I'm. I'm. I'm actually really good at it. Oh, well, let me help you with it get the fuck away from me. Is, right. you know and that's his nice way of saying just don't don't bother. I yeah, it was kind of smart me, but also he was the person that he he reached out to Cassandra. He realized he knew Cassandra was not the type of person she was, but I mean when you have that reputation and you show up at a school like that and you're the oddball, right. everybody's going to treat you like the oddball. So why would you stop being who you what mm-hmm. you you know? So yeah, I, I and 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 but hey, yeah, he could have been on the on the cover of a Limp Bizkit album. So, because
1: <laughs> he was rolling, 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 he kept rolling, rolling, yeah. rolling. But I think the other thing too is I think Mary, um, Mary is was fundamentally a very good person at heart, right? And she was kind of the person that would. See things for what they were and, and and question where when she felt she needed to question. She'd question her mom, she'd question Pastor Skip, she'd question um and all these things. And then you think about um Patrick, who's the pastor's son, right? And he is definitely um y- you know, we the they have the scene where they're hanging out in the mall and um, you know, Hilly Face still trying to impress him and Cassandra is obviously drunk uh, walking away from some guy or something like that. And everybody else was like, oh my God, you know, what, look, can you believe this? And Patrick is like, she needs a ride home, right? We need to get her home. Let's get her home. And um, that, you know, again, good person. Um, Dean, good person when Dean finds out at the end at the prom and she's he sees Mary's pregnant you know he could have been horrified but he was like that's really cool
0: you know? yeah now I get to be a father oh no, no. <laughs> um I I think fundamentally everybody in the movie was a decent person yeah Hillary Faye was a little misguided misguided but she was trying to do what she felt was right mm-hmm and wasn't really brutally vicious about it until they went maybe a step too far and showed the fat pictures. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was kind of a retaliation. Yeah. Maybe it was a little too much of a retaliation. But on the other hand, it wasn't like she went... Even even Cassandra. She would berate Cassandra, but it was about, now you know why you're wrong. You should come with to Jesus because he can help you. Mm-hmm. And you're like... Um, I think she's doing all right. I mean, look at her. She's doing all right. I mean, her mom, Susan Sarandon, for God's sake. She's got (laughs) life by the balls, to be honest with you. Um, I
1: think with, and this is kind of also the context in which she looked at the world, it was in the context of everything I need to do to be a good Christian first instead of treating people the way they needed to be treated. And, let's yes. like like let's take for example cuz she's she's doing it for her and I think anytime somebody yes. questioned her or maybe um may tried to make her look bad that's when she would subtly freak out. But like I like this the the even the prayer chain or the prayer meeting or whatever it was for Dean that she was having at her house, she h- had no interest in helping until she needed to make a play for Patrick and make herself look good and desirable as a, a Christian, right? So they can help
0: Dean with his so-called faggotry. Yes. <laughs> Sorry
1: to hear about your boyfriend's faggotry. That's one
0: I'm of like, the... What is it? Did he hurt his knee? Crazy. I, was that like a, is that like a tendon in the back of the <laughs> was knee? Was he what? smoking? Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but um,
0: oh, but nice. even when... Oh, because in England, yeah, yeah nice. yeah.
1: Get a drag of your fag. Um, when when Mary finds out or gets there and realizes she's well, she finds out first and she's pissed, and then she shows up and she's even more pissed. And it isn't about, oh, my friend is hurting. My friend is hurting. What can I do to help my friend? It's more about this is what I need to do, right? So she could. She was so blinded by the rule, the rules or the structure or the rigidity or the fundamentalism of her belief that she didn't see the people she was hurting or the right. people she was making feel less than, or even maybe, I think, maybe even enjoying maple, making some people feel less than, you know, because it was more about, I'm going to feel good about myself.
0: Which is one of the reasons that uh, Christian churches take so much grief in this country is because— they see that, mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of it can be misguided. Yeah, you know, you have a person that does a lot of good stuff, and they make one mistake, and they're like, shame, you know, <laughs> ding, ding, and they ban- banish her. Yeah, when, you know, be, you know, because because nobody makes mistakes, right? Right. So, and and I and that was I kind of felt like that's what he used Dean as was the whole. He's a good kid. He gets straight A's. He's he's a, you know, he does his chores, you know, blah blah blah, but oh he's gay. Guy, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And you know,
1: yeah. But. Yeah. There's very little um thought as to. And and I mean Mercy House in and of itself in this in this particular movie, um, you know, they it was kind of an all in one, you know, it was like drug rehab, pregnant teen, got sent there. It was just a place yeah, that it they could send their kids so that they didn't have to deal with the problem. To send, yeah, it was just a place to send them. And, and um, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, there are some movies about, you know, the gay conversion camps that Christians would send their kids mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, one of them was kind of this comedy, um, I think it's called But I'm a Cheerleader. Um, and I can't remember the name of the other one. There's another one that's like, I guess, extremely hard to watch because you know, um, in the '70s, um, they they used they used to consider um, any kind of um, not cis view on on relationships, right? So man, woman, woman, man, um, as A mental health issue, right? And it was even in the DSM, um, which is a diagnostic statistical manual for um, that mental health professionals use in their diagnoses. Um, Homosexuality was taken out of the DSM in the seventies because they're like it isn't a, it's not a mental issue. Um, And then once that happened, some of the churches would take took over the kind of conversion therapy conversion camps um which i mean they would um the the therapies were suspect you know as to how they would make it aversion therapies like they'd cause people to throw up if they were looking at pictures of their boyfriend or you know um electroshock therapy to the brain shock to the genitals i mean it's some
0: clockwork orange shit going on
1: yeah yeah a lot of abuse a lot of sexual abuse a lot of you know um you're the whorehouses things like that right or prostitutes and and um so I, i think there was like a group um that kind of oversaw some of these um uh Conversion therapies, conversion camps, and stuff like that, and they basically shut themselves down. I forget what year they did. Basically, saying we we recognize that this is not a choice somebody's making, or it's not a deviation. This is something that cannot be reversed. It's not, you know. But people, there, there's still some out there today, and it's not, you know, it's not the way to handle
0: right. handle things, right? Well, I think that if you were trying to cure someone of, let's say they had a Twinkie addiction, right? And you wanted them to not eat Twinkies anymore. I think the best way to, to, to fix that is to put them in a room with a lot of Twinkies. So they send him to the Mercy House to cure him, air quotes, from being gay, and they put him in a room with another gay man. <laughs> um, um, what? <laughs> that, that 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 just shows me that that's what he was getting at is yeah. that it's not we're not here to
1: might help you help
0: you we're just here to we're hide here you for six to, months yeah, yeah to wait till Why you're 18 go ahead and graduate high school and then yeah. we can kick you out
1: wait to wait till you're eighteen and put you on the street and that's that's all it's about but um so the performances in this movie were great though I I think because I was not a big fan of of Jenna Malone. Um, she was in that. She was in step. I mean, she was good in stepmom.
0: You don't like stepmom because you don't like stepmom.
1: No, I, I like stepmom. I just thought she was a brat in stepmom. Well, that and was what she was supposed that's what she, to be. She was, yeah, but you know, that's what the script said. I know what the script said. I know what the script said, but she pissed me off. And sometimes when you see a character that they that's done so well, you, it kind of makes you sour you on the actor too. But she was good in this. Um, uh, Macaulay Culkin was great. Uh, they were all good. They they all did a really good job. Um, uh, I had no
0: complaints about the acting.
1: Yeah. But it was definitely a different take from Macaulay Culkin, and I think his was maybe the best performance in this it was. movie. Yeah.
0: It was. I'm surprised after seeing this that he hasn't done more. Mm. Maybe he's got so much money he doesn't need to. Maybe it's not what he wants to do anymore. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, he was he was best part of the movie. Yeah, he really by, by was. Far.
1: He was engaged and he wasn't just there as like a um he wasn't there as like a, a punctuation on the comedy, although there were times when he was. Like he'd just be in the background doing something like when they're at the um they're at the mall and she's in the food court talking to Cassandra and you've got him in the background in his wheelchair with a sign that said we'll dance for money. <laughs> money or food. We'll dance for money. Okay. Um, But, you know, and then later on, you kind of see him, like, move the wheelchair kind of back and forth, like, so the wheels are coming up off the floor, like, he's dancing, you know? Um, and it was funny, and he had some good lines, like, you know, he's sitting at the table with Cassandra, and she's like, are you playing footsies with me? And he'd be like, wheelsies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he also had the um a lot of just real... Great emotional um, connection, you know, I think that the, the, the chemistry between him and, and um, I can't think of her name, the one that played Cassandra, um, Susan Sarita's daughter. Yeah, um, her. Her. Um, they they just, that was just really done well. I'd almost see, want to see a movie just about those two.
0: Yeah, probably be better than this one. <laughs> I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying it, it was... I mean, his character was the first person to really kind of open up the whole forgiveness uh, dialogue dialogue in this movie afterwards. He's like, you know, we really, really probably shouldn't have shown those to everybody, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, after she ran over uh, uh, Paper Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Uh,
1: I don't think so. I mean, um, you want to take a break
0: or do you want to... Okay, we can take a break. Okay. Breaks are fun. All right, we're back. We are back. And for those of you watching us, um, you will notice that I now have the proper um, podcast name down on the corners of the video.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you originally have it as top five for five? Yeah,
0: I did. (laughs) There's too damn many things I have to pay attention to when I'm doing this. I'm Uh, I'm telling you, we need to hire that producer that I talked about. Yes,
1: that producer.
0: Uh, well, did you win the lottery last night? I did not. Well, then I guess we're not hiring that producer. No.
1: I gotta go. We gotta go take our uh, jar of change and just go and get the, uh, the the fifty weeks worth of uh, tickets.
0: Twenty-five something's, actually. Twenty-five. Two dollars a piece. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, something has got to hit, right?
0: I don't know. We are talking about me here.
1: Yeah, but it's my, my, maybe I buy it, maybe something, like it. maybe we'll win 15, 15 whole dollars. Me. You're
0: stuck with me. How does that make your luck any better? I don't
1: know. I'm special.
0: You are special. <laughs> you make my life better, but I'm I'm like that anchor around your neck that we talked about for that <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> that
1: yeah, jewelry every, idea. Had the, what was it called? You're my hope, love, hope, something. Yeah,
0: one of those, uh, Dr. Quinn medicine woman jewelry lines where you put the yes. necklace around your neck and it was supposed to remind you that you're my everything my anger and she looked at me and she says we should come up with one that has an anchor on it yeah, you're, <laughs> you're my, my anchor around my neck
1: <laughs> you're keeping me here god damn it
0: <laughs> and I was like I love you too thank
1: you <laughs> okay um, so let's talk some of the some of the funny funny scenes uh, they're they're there are more of them up front, obviously, okay. of this film, because then we get into the kind of the subter subterfuge a little later on in the in the third act, um, where people are getting their revenge on each other, and then it leads to that kind con- of culmination at the prom. Um, you know, we start with a, a lot of them are just based in just as you were you were saying, like with the assembly, just un. You just they're uncomfortable to watch. They're funny, but in an uncomfortable way. Like in the beginning when Mary's trying to um, convert Dean in her own way. So there's kind of the awkward, um, you know, she's grabbing his hand and putting it on her breast and going, nothing, nothing? I'll try this one, you know, and and, and all that. But the assembly scene was just awkward for several reasons. But once Cassandra... Decides that she is going to start fucking with people's heads and pretending, and you know, it's this is after the call to um, rededication scene. She gets a little bored, and so she decides, okay, so she starts pretending. She tilts her head back like she's bored, and then she just starts speaking in tongues. and everybody is like oh my god oh my god she's been touched by the spirit of god and as you kind of start listening to her a little bit more she's really saying my hot pussy <laughs> now, which hillary fay rightly calls out
0: now that's something i never understood you're speaking in tongues so you're supposed to be according to the legends mm. uh, and uh, um that we were able to decipher from the rosetta stone they they Speaking in tongues is supposed to be that a higher purpose is speaking through you, and you don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But yet there are ways to interpret tongues. So how how do we know what what how do we know what people are saying? Well,
1: with- that's yeah, that's kind of the, along the line of spiritual gifts. Like there are different spiritual gifts. I think teaching one of is one of them. Discernment is another one, like being able to tell what's false and what's true. And then you have speaking in tongues, and then you have the... Uh, uh, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm not being all-inclusive because I, I didn't think to, to kind of do the research, but you have speaking in tongues, and then you have the ability to interpret tongues. And my question is, if this is true, then God has a hell of a sense of humor because he never puts somebody who's claiming to speak in tongues in the same room with somebody who can interpret tongues. So... <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I mean, because
0: apparently, uh, one of the uh, one of the th- the pieces a little trivia I found is that the they had a a tongues dialect coach, and she gave them different phrases to say, and one of them was "I want to buy a Hyundai." <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that in ancient Sumeria, there were no fucking Hyundais. So I mean, like, is, so is is it a language? Is it like learning? Is it like learning? You know, like no, I Cantonese? No, so I don't I don't understand that whole yeah, I rigmarole I or whatever. Don't, but... I don't get
1: it. Either. It's funny. I took um, I took a yoga class, and it was um, oh, I can't think of the name of the the yoga. It's yoga where you wear all white, and it's really more about meditation than it is racist a... yoga. No, <laughs> 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 it's um, it's more about um meditation than it is about you know doing the poses um and the balance and stuff like that so i remember and they used to play this like almost this throaty kind of music during the like so they played linda belcher yeah um so we're we're getting to the end and you know, your are all in child child's pose. You've got your, your forehead on the mat, you're, you know, this completely relaxed and I'm hearing this and all of a sudden I swear to God it sounded like, Where are my car keys? Bust out laughing in the middle of class. Well, there you go. But yes, okay. There you go. There we go. Nothing about a
0: Hyundai? Nothing about a okay.
1: Hyundai. Well, right. maybe the keys were to the Hyundai.
0: Right.
1: Maybe. Who knows? Um, okay, so we also have the scene where um, we we know because we see her throwing up in the morning and stuff like that. So as the audience, we we were were quick on the uptake to know that Mary is pregnant. Mary, I knew does she was going to
0: be pregnant the second that she had sex with him. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but we see the signs. She doesn't because obviously she's. The the sex ed um, and it's shown in the movie. The sex ed in in this is abstinence, 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 abstinence. So she didn't know anything about you know how her cycle might affect her fertility and, and um, which is ironic, you know,
0: ovulation and all that crap. You know, ironic because you said this came out the same year as Mean Girls and they had the same they had the same joke in Mean Girls. Yeah,
1: just don't have sex because yeah. it'll kill you. Yeah. Um, so she's watching this movie one night with her mom, and it's a Lifetime movie, of course, because it's got Valerie Bertinelli in it.
0: Valerie Bertinelli. And,
1: <laughs> and she was, um, you yeah, know, they had her, I, I wonder how much they paid her to do that, because that was, you know, obviously hysterical, but she's, you know, the Valerie Bertinelli character in this movie has cancer, and she s- tells a story about they thought she was pregnant, but instead it was cancer, and And the punchline, like, she's like, we thought I was pregnant. I took a uh, a pregnancy test. And then, you know, cancer. And she kind of goes on with this whole diagnosis. (laughs) And Mary's like, she found all that out from a single pregnancy test. Yes, that
0: was.
1: (laughs) But so she just, then it kind of hits her. Hmm. You know, and so she goes and she gets it. She steals a pregnancy test, actually. We shouldn't buy it. She grabs it off the shelf, throws it in her bag. And... um go home you know as she's going home to take the test she's like please let it be cancer please let it be cancer please let it be cancer
0: (laughs) well cancer won't get her sent to the mercy house so
1: exactly (laughs) which but but it's funny because when we you know you told the story of the the guy who wrote it it's like please don't let me be gay please don't let me be gay It was kind of the same thing um and then when she gets it confirmed at Planned Parenthood you know she's staring at the the Cathedral as she gets off the bus and starts screaming, "Fuck, shit!"
0: <laughs> well, so those were yeah, pretty damn funny scenes. There was, a, I mean, there were several of them. There's not many that jump out at me that I remember right now. Right as as um, uh, the scene where, uh, uh, sorry, I I broke my train of thought there. The there were several scenes that kept the movie light even yeah. though it was kind of a heavy subject matter. And, and, I, and I thought that that was done very well. The writing was was pretty solid. They, there were lots of times where funny things would happen that just you're like, oh, okay, that was kind of cute. Uh, you know, the part where um, Hillary Faye confronts Mary about, you know, they thought they they were trying to uh, <laughs> they were trying to exercise her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my god.
1: That seems, well that's that happens right after that we were talking about earlier when Skip is like, "Hey, you know, something's going on with Mary. I don't know what's going on. We got to get through to her. Can you please talk to her and stuff like that?" And the fact that they take that to mean that they are going to have to exercise her. So you've got three teenage girls with a Bible, a picture of Jesus, and I don't know what else, because I mean, it's a, it's kind of a fundamentalist school, so it's not like they use holy water, so Lord knows what else they had on them. But they were gonna kidnap her and exercise her that is hysterical that they, that's where they went isn't that the scene
0: where <laughs> Mary gets pissed off at Hillary Faye and Hillary Faye throws her Bible at her yeah because she yeah. was
1: like something about that she said something about the the you know Christ love of Christ or something like that and she's like I am filled with Christ's love and she throws, throws the Bible, Bible right at her, at her back
0: <laughs> uh, so there was a lot of a lot of different scenes like that that were kind of just yeah. Picaderos that right.
1: were right. And then you have Roland's humor, which is funny because it just kind of his the his scenes and his like little punctuation um bits, the his punchlines um really just kind of reveal the the shallowness of Hillary Fay, right? Because they yeah. have that whole thing where he's in the van and Veronica, the the, the sycophantic one is like um, we find out that she's uh, she's
0: what Korean and she's she was Vietnamese Vietnamese and her, she and, was and a- adopted. Her parents adopted her. Yeah, they were uh, black parents adopted the Vietnamese daughter.
1: Right, right. and the the I think the found the quote here is they were like, well. You know you're very lucky, you know, because that that Hillary's here to to do it. If you were in China, they would have killed you at birth or something like they would have done this, right? Killed you and and Hillary's face like, yeah, Roland. And then where would you be? And Roland's like in China. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. just very matter of fact. Like what the fuck, man. (laughs) But it's 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 good. But okay. Um, yeah so let's talk about the okay the the whole thing kind of keeps building because you've got Hillary Fay trying to you know uh save Cassandra she's not happy at all that Cassandra and and Roland are are a uh, couple um she's kind of ostracized Mary because you know she just um you know Mary in a, in a moment of of weakness because of everything that's going on with kind of questions things and she just could she couldn't abide by that and she had to kick her out of the the group and and all that but she just kind of keeps pecking away at them as outcasts now at the same time they're like using her credit card to buy maternity clothes for mary and she's not knowing that and um so things get uh kind of escalate and so, in order to get revenge on Hillary Faye, they have um, uh, Roland shows Cassandra that Hillary Faye used to be overweight. Mm-hmm. And they have this picture of her at her heaviest. Um, and of course, you know, she got sent to a fat camp because that had to be fixed with her
0: braces. With her
1: braces. Um, so they put her image on every computer and every TV in the school. And of course, she Hilary Faye freaks out because this is something that you can tell she's obsessed about because with those pictures, she writes, she's, you know, written all over the, the scrapbook. Never again, never again, never again. Um, And that's when it escalates to her trying to frame them to get kicked out of the school, spray painting, um, uh, graffiti on the school, um, upside down crosses and all that stuff. And then planting the spray paint in, in their lockers, and Cassandra's lockers, and Mary's locker, um, and because you know they were searching the uh, the lockers, that they also found um, the sonogram of Mary's baby, and that's when they find out you now everything. And so, of course, they're all kind of kicked out yeah. of school, and they decide that they're going to go to prom anyway. And um, same thing kind of happens at Mercy House. All the all the mercy house kids decide that they're going to go to prom too and that's when it kind of comes to this us or them situation which gets broken up by the fact that uh one Mary's Mary's water breaks <laughs> and two Hillary Faye just gets so pissed off because it's it's revealed that Hillary Faye is the one that's behind the spray paint which you knew as soon as it happened oh yeah um and uh somebody's got the receipt showing that she's the one who bought it and signed for it and all that stuff so um she can't blame it on cassandra and roland because they had been buying everything else which it sounds seems that way but then you know she's framed and now she's she's kind of revealed to be who she is um so you've got the pregnancy, or uh, the birth happening, and you've got uh, Hillary Faye in the van, that subtly freaking out. No, not subtly freaking out. Really freaking out, and uh, crashing into
0: the big Jesus oh, sign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which she 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 intended to hit it. I, yeah, I, and which I didn't. That's kind of where it fell apart. I don't know why she would that why that would happen at that point. I don't I don't get why he would have her drive over with the Jesus. I think that that was just trying to make a statement. I don't I didn't I don't think it fit her character at all. Mm. But um, well, it was it better was, than what
1: they originally were going to do. What you told me they were originally written in, right? Which was she was going to shoot
0: up the place. Oh yeah yeah.
1: Because they they set it up in the beginning of the movie where she's at. A gun range. Yeah. So it that would make sense that that's where they were originally going with it.
0: Well, there's a there's a lot of things that were originally going to happen in this movie that didn't. This movie had over 200 rewrites. Yeah. Um,
1: and I think they only shot it in like 82 days or something like they that. They
0: had a lot of issues right as they went to um, start filming. Uh, a lot of the people that were supporting them backed out. The uh, the band that was supposed to do the stuff. The people, There was a a family that was going to loan the house to make all the shots. Uh, there was several other like supporters because they didn't like the message air quotes that was being thrown Mm -hmm. at Christianity, which, okay. Uh, she was supposed to shoot the place up and, and yeah, it was, uh, the, I think that they that was probably a good thing that they didn't do that because no, uh, we that, talked about. I think that was pretty close to Sandy Hook, wasn't it?
1: Uh, no, Sandy Hook was two thousand twelve. Oh, okay. Um, the nineties. What was it? Ninety nine, ninety eight. We had uh, Columbine.
0: Yeah, that seems about right. I can't yeah. remember, but yeah, yeah. That I don't. I I think that they kind of struggled with that ending because yeah. it was it was.
1: I can I, I can... think they
0: were up against the clock yeah. for the length of the movie and I mm-hmm. think that they just not quite sure but
1: Well, I think that like everybody kind of had their uh, moment of doubt in this movie. So when it did not work out for Hillary Faye because I mean the thing that brought her to it's strange that she. I mean, she she jumped to the exorcism thing, so it does. It would make it would stand to reason that when she was praying to God about you know making this whole problem go away, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? For suddenly it it just dawns on her that she's gonna she's gonna set them up right, and of course prayer works. Like throughout this whole movie. It's prayer works, prayer works, prayer works. And when she finds out that the, the band that they really like is going to come play their prom, you know, because she's pulled whatever strings she needs to do. I mean, that was a huge, huge thing for her where she was like, ha, see, prayer works. Right. Which is a stupid thing to be praying for. But. Yeah. Um. So she was is now going through what kind of Mary went through in the in the beginning of the film where she finds out she's pregnant and so the the one symbol of her being this perfect christian student was her conceptualizing that sign and crea- and creating it and putting it together so it would make sense for her to kind of not want it to be there anymore so she just kind of freaked out and Okay, I think you know better ending than shooting up the school. Definitely, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because you do that, there's no redeeming qualities about your character. at that point. No, it's
1: and it's dark. And and uh, the way that this movie ends, it ends on a a positive note in that Mary, you know, Mary has not abandoned her faith, but Mary has realized that she's got a family and all these these people that are now supporting her so she's i, I wouldn't say augmented her faith but augment her her view of from that rigidity of this is bad that is bad black and white to embrace the shades of gray
0: right sorry i'm writing a note down okay
1: And, and that, you start, that, means, yeah. that
0: means you keep going. While I'm sorry. I'm I was like, down. "Oh, what are you gonna say?"
1: <laughs> sorry, dead air. <laughs> um, but you also see that. But as we said before, you also see that kind of happening with Pastor Skip too, because Pastor Skip was, um, and you see the reason or you find out the reason sometimes for his rigidity of it's black and white, it's black and white, it's black and white is he's you know beating himself up over the way he feels about Mary's mother. And you find out that is are they separated or divorced? Is he divorced from his wife? He,
0: I think he's separated because he refuses to give the divorce.
1: Oh, okay. He refuses to give the divorce because that was one of the, of the, the things Patrick a,
0: yeah. said to him in the scene on the sofa. He's like, you know what, Dad? Just, 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 just you got to get divorced and move on. It's just, just. Right. That's not the Bible doesn't allow for divorce, and Patrick's basically like, well, you. She left. What yeah, are you gonna do? Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, so he's he's you see him kind of coming around to that too. Like, like maybe this is not the best way to to be interpreting all this stuff. So it's it's a, a little bit more of a positive positive message than, you know, shooting up the school.
0: Yeah. I, oh. I want to uh, bring back the Hillary Fay painting the school. Mhm. Do you know how much spray paint she would have had to have bought to do that much spray painting?
1: Uh, more than just a couple of cans. Do
0: you know how long that would have taken her? <laughs> Do you know what kind of ladders she would have needed <laughs> to get that high? <laughs> she would have needed a team of like 25 professional <laughs> artists and three weeks. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of an I have questions. I understand yeah. that that was just the way to go. But I, I, you know, I, 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 I get that you kind of write yeah. yourself into a corner sometimes. But I'm like... Wow, <laughs> that's a fuckload of spray paint, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Um, okay, uh, let's. Uh, speaking of, we I guess we could kind of move into to I have questions. Um, the I have questions section of our podcast is you know, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, but it's the uh, the portion of our podcast where we identify things in movies where um, we may have gotten taken out of. Uh, the movie because of a detail here and there that just kind of it caused us to kind of break that suspension of disbelief so um i'll start Yeah, you could start. Do you know
0: how much spray paint she would have had to buy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean the spray. Yeah, when you look at it, those like things that were kind of up way high. So how did she get that? I mean, that's the middle. She rented a she rented a thirty
0: two foot boom lift. She's up in there beep 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 at four a.m. and nobody knows. Well,
1: that's a funny thing too because like when they have the receipt for her um, for the spray paint. It's like they said it's receipt at 3 a.m. at Home Depot. I don't know of any 24-hour Home Depots. Do you? No. 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 So, um, yeah. <laughs> that's That That was my only I have questions about this. I think some of it was just silly enough. Not silly enough, but I mean,
0: I mean, it's grounded anyway, enough I
1: in reality where you can kind of forgive.
0: Uh, the only. But that's the only one I couldn't. <laughs> the only I have question is... Uh, how did she get the spray paint in Cassandra and Mary's locker?
1: That's a good question she,
0: too. She she wouldn't have she stealed because it's combos, mm-hmm. so they don't have keys. They can right. make you open them up, but they can't unlock them. There's like no master key. So how how'd she get them in there? She didn't know their lock. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So that's that's a good question too. Good one.
0: Oh, I know. Good. Good. Oh, I know.
1: Good way to point it out. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. And-
0: Um, how come Roland didn't have a, an automatic wheelchair where, you know, like had a, a, I mean, she was going to get a Lexus. Why can't he have a Lexus wheelchair?
1: Yeah, he wasn't that important. Besides then he couldn't wear those cool fingerless gloves.
0: True. I also noticed that there was no ramps in that school.
1: No ramps in the school. No. I didn't see any.
0: Did you? No, I didn't see any. There's a lot of steps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see any ramps. Um, (laughs) it's a private school. Do they have to have that?
0: Yeah, I think all Did, any, uh, any building that has public uh, any mm-hmm. anytime you build something like that's got to be ADA. Yeah, yeah. So that's only the questions I had. Really. Yeah, that's I really it.
1: don't. I don't have any other than the the whole that whole spray paint sequence
0: was a little okay. you know all right little wonky. All right. Well, I'll do box office. All right. Cool. It had a five million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made eight million nine hundred forty thousand five hundred eighty two dollars, but like I said, it was only on five hundred ninety two screens. Yeah. Which is that's that's nothing. I mean, I think we have twenty five around us. So, um, actually, it's not even that. Uh, that's not how they. They. It's not theaters. It's screens. Like with the twenty theater uh, theaters that they have now. Uh, it was. I mean, it was a success. It mm-hmm. made money, but it wasn't. It wasn't like a, a hit. It was number. It was one hundred and sixty two for the year. Um, Shrek was the biggest movie of that year but yeah, I mean it's you know I don't know if I can give somebody $5 million and in two years they can give me $8,940,000 back I, I consider yeah. it a success but you know in Hollywood that that is not what they're looking for they're looking for that $3 million budget off of the right. purge where they bring in $180 million so yeah. um,
1: but you know because the one thing I had seen this movie this was like the third time I'd seen this movie and it was the first time I really noticed that the producer on this was Michael Stipe from R.E.M. That's
0: crazy, right?
1: I know, I know. And um, so I don't think he maybe he cares so much about, like I'm sure, like any producer, you're looking for a return, but I don't think he's looking for blockbuster stuff because he's produced other things like being John Malkovich, which I don't think was a huge box office.
0: No, but it's critically, it was- It is uh, critically acclaimed, Yeah, Yeah. I've never seen that of you.
1: I have, it's weird- yeah.
0: Okay. That's what. That's why it's critically acclaimed because it's weird.
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely. I I would probably watch it again, but it was the first time I'm like, what the? Am I watching? Yeah. Um. Best picture. Right. Man on the moon. Obviously, was something that he also. That
0: was a fair. That was pretty. That was a hit. Yeah. Because of Jim Carrey. If it hadn't have been Jim Carrey, it wouldn't have been. Yeah. That's also yeah. kind of where his career started to dive. Well, because
1: like he pissed a lot of people off. Jim Carrey. When he did that movie, yeah, because he went full on, like, He went method, method. yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing uh, something from Danny DeVito saying that when, you know, because, you know, obviously they had Danny DeVito in it because of the taxi when um, Andy Kaufman was on Taxi. And he said that he would, Carrie would show up to do makeup and would bring in this massive boombox and play, like, uh, Mexican... um, Fiesta music. Full blast. And so, yeah, but still, um because when this movie came on, I said Michael Stipe. Yeah. And you're like, what? And I'm like, is that the Michael Stipe? And you're like, uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, pause that some bitch. <laughs> Looked it up and it was Michael Syphermara. Yeah, R&D. yeah. And, and there's it- a nod when they walk into when he takes Hillary Faye, when Pastor Rick or Pastor John or Pastor Skip, Skip. takes Hillary Faye. I'm gonna call him Pastor Rick now, just because uh, Hillary <laughs> Faye into the library yeah. to talk to her about the the post the pre exorcism scene. There is a pick. There's a an REM uh, poster on the wall. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um, this film, I think, did a little bit more for Mandy Moore's acting career. Like she has been in teen movies, like and usually like in the Princess Diary. It was like same kind of mean girl um, persona, but it was definitely, it was Disney, right? It was Mm -hmm. definitely like very flat performance. I'm just being mean. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm the cool girl. You're the, you know, I'm jealous, blah, 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 blah. Um, This, I think, kind of gave her, uh, because it was satire, you know, there's a little bit more depth to the performance. It's what I kind of like about this film, too, is um, it doesn't, just cast people as you know bad guy and that's all there is there are you know you see glimpses of of potential in them to kind of come around and be redeemed if if they choose so yeah. right and you and you see why and you can kind of understand why she is the way she is yeah. um and that's that's what she's I kind, kind of, of like
0: thanos she's doing something wrong but in a
1: she, she thinks that she's doing in it right. a way that yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's yeah yeah
1: cool all right ah uh, so um, the other thing about this movie, too, is as I watch it, I think that there's like some like degrees of separation between past cast members and um, past movies that they've been in. Right. You have uh, Mandy Moore um, and Heather uh, Um, They were both in the Princess Diaries together. Yeah.
0: Um, now Heather is the Susan Sarandon's daughter, right? No,
1: Heather is the one that is the the awkward girl that kind of takes Mary's place. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, the she, Vietnamese
1: girl. No, the the girl that uh, the the blonde girl. Oh, okay, she's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, funny yeah. looking. Yeah, she's got okay. that weird. Yeah, she's been in she's been in a lot of films. Um, like she was in one of the Scream's. I think she was in Scream two or three or something okay. like that. She's been in a few other movies. She was in The Devil's Advocate for like. Two seconds in. Um, but then you have Eva Morari and you have Jenna Malone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So Jenna Malone was in stepmom and her mom was played by Susan Sarandon. And yep. then you have Eva, whose mom is Susan Sarandon. Yep. <laughs> so it's kind of a interesting. Who was little... in friends
0: with uh, Matt LeBlanc and oh, okay.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that she was, I told you that she was Susan Sarandon's daughter. And then I said, Yeah, do you she's like he's like she looks familiar? And I said, She was in that episode of Friends when Susan Sarandon she's was the one on that, that got episode slapped. of yeah. a lot. <laughs> she's done quite a few things, I think, with her mom, like as a like mommy kind of maybe brought her in.
0: Yeah. To... That's what I'd go with, yeah. Nepotism. Eh. Nepotism. It's what drives America. Doing things right. for careers since uh-huh. Lord
1: knows when. Okay. So um what did you think? of this movie what was your what's oh, your final oh well we can do our three. Oh yeah you yeah. want to do your top three yeah okay sorry yeah so
0: my my third one was one scene we didn't talk about but it was one that i just remembered that was a note that i wrote down it was one of those uh, um laughter inducing scenes at the beginning when they were sitting at the award ceremony for the her, christian interior Deco- and her mom won christian interior decorator <laughs> of the year <laughs> i'm like that Some of the
1: things in this movie, too, those little punches and stuff like that, because there's also the scene, you know, um, everything she's trying with Dean to kind of get him interested in not being a homosexual as far as letting him grab her boobs and going parking and doing all these things. She's kind of trying to do everything but the act of itself and she's, you know, Mary's questioning it. So when she has her conversation about, do you think that, you know, you can, virginity can be restored? Um, they're having it at the shooting range and it's a Christian shooting range. (laughs) It's like specifically like got a Christian name and everything else. Now you can see those things around, um, you know, we're in the South, so there's a few um, businesses you, you can tell by the way they're named that they are owned by Christian people. But the fact that like, everything you see in this little town has some kind of Christian this, that, or the other. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, that's one of the trivia peak things that I ran across, too. The shirt that she's wearing in the shooting range calls, um, it says an eye for an eye. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it, it calls out a, a Bible verse from Leviticus, I think. I but, think it was, yeah. But that Bible verse is actually turning the other cheek.
1: Yeah, that's in the gospel, so it's in the gospel. So it's Mark or Luke or something like that. That's pretty funny.
0: Um, so my second scene was when she. Th- my second favorite was when she threw her Bible at Mary. That just yeah. cracked. That just cracked me up. Here's some love and goodness for you, smack.
1: I am filled with Christ's love. I'm yeah. gonna hit you with this Bible.
0: And my favorite uh, was will dance for food. We'll dance that's for just food. that's just funny. That's just funny <laughs> that when you. I just enjoyed it. It's just
1: it. an awkward sense of humor. I thought it was great when, yeah. when he
0: saw the guy trying to give him money and he needed change. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> no. and he comes Yeah, because he had the old guy that was there and he was dollar-dollar and he could see him, do you have any change? And he's like, I got nothing. And he comes back to the table and he's like, well, I got a dollar 16. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Yeah, for me, um, my top three f- things, Like, I ever since I saw it, the first time the exorcism scene was my favorite. But since you've mentioned it think the other one is when um cassandra and roland are you know kind of sitting at this cafe um across from the planned parenthood and you see um they they see mary coming out and they're like oh look at that and cassandra goes there's only one reason a good christian girl would come downtown and go to the planned parenthood and roland goes she's planting a bomb yeah <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> but um and that she learned all that from a pregnancy test is pretty funny. That and is I laugh funny. That yeah. con- I continually laugh out loud when whenever I've seen that one. Um, this one's not so much. It's that it's funny, but it, in the scene where they are um, going through the lockers and finding the spray paint, um, you know, they set up um, prior to that scene that that is where Mary is keeping all of her sonograms from her doctor's appointment. Um, so she was showing it to um, to Cassandra and to Roland, and they're like, are you sure you want to keep this here? And she's like, it's safer than keeping it at home. You know, how are people going to find it? Um, so um, Skip is going through Cassandra's locker, and then they have this other woman that's kind of one of the administrators of the school going through Mary's locker. And she pulls out the file, and she opens it up, and she sees a sonogram. And Pastor Skip says to her, is that, that anything? And she said, No, it's nothing. And she folds the folder back in and goes to put it back in the locker. Um and unfortunately the it falls out on the floor and everybody sees what it is. Um but I liked that moment because you can see that she is truly being empathetic to yeah. Mary in that in that moment. It's probably one of the only scenes where you see somebody making a decision like that in the context of being in that Christian school. Right. And and um I don't know, I just liked it.
0: It's a good scene. Yeah. I like it. All right.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. So what you expected, what'd you think about this film?
0: No, it's way well I watch it again. Yeah. That's the question. And well, yeah. Um I, I did like I said, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a, a, a good movie. It there's nothing about it to me that would like blew me away. There's nothing about it that would make it a a, a blockbuster. It is it's it is what it is. It was well done. It was well acted. It was well written. I don't know if I'd watch it again or not. Really? I don't okay. know. I, <laughs> okay. That's... I, I, I wouldn't turn it off if it was on, but I wouldn't grab it and put it in. I mean, right. like, if I... Uh, that's what she said. If I... <laughs> if, uh, if I showed up and you were, again, one of those situations, if you were watching it and I sat down and you had it on, I wouldn't be offended that it was on. But... Uh, it's not. Yeah. It it was cute, but it was, you know, I've seen it. I'll move on. Okay. That, that's kind of how I feel about it. All right. Cool. That's Now, that doesn't mean, guys, that you shouldn't go watch it. I, I think mm-hmm. it's definitely worth seeing. Just, All right. you know.
1: So um, this is the part in the podcast where I normally ask what you are going to have me watch next because we take turns. Yeah. Um, but the next episode will be our 50th episode, yep. which I kind of feel bad because we could have probably been at the 50th episode a little bit earlier. Like five, just, five months ago, six five months ago? Five months ago, six months ago. But um, we have just been
0: well, having I think we've been doing this about a year and a half. I think we've been doing it about a year and a half. Yes. And um, so we should be at about seventy five, but that's all right. It's okay. Um, We're doing our best. Yeah. Hey, hey, like Mike and I say, sometimes life just gets in the way. There's not much. This this is not how we pay the bills, and we have to. You got to do what you got to do before you get to do what you want to do. So yeah. um, So what we're gonna do is episode fifty is going to be um, kind of um, a a retrospect. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do the we're gonna do the what do they call it the the scene episode, the uh, the flashback episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna come up with some questions uh, for each other, and then we're gonna also answer the question ourselves. Uh, like, for instance, I know one of my questions will be, "Which movie did you least look forward to seeing that you liked the most?" Something in that of that line. Right. Uh, we're also going to do a movie, and we're going to do a movie that Susan has been uh, upset about the fact that she I've knew she was going to see the whole it. time. But this is not a movie that takes a lot of um dissection or whatnot. We are going to watch Ernest goes to camp. And the reason we're going to do that is because I think that she has grossly <laughs> uh, uh, she has alienated Ernest for reasons that I don't think that he should be. I, I think that Ernest, even though he gets a lot of flack, there's there's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of wholesomeness in the Ernest character. Okay. He's it's it. Yeah, he's a little bit silly and stuff, but right. he he's. Some of the movies are really really bad, but mm-hmm. this is also, and we'll get into we'll get more into more of it next week. But we're gonna do Ernest goes to camp in the first half of the episode, and in the second half of the episode we'll do the questions. So, um, you know, we probably should be able to get that to that here this week, I would think. So, yay. Uh, we apologize again for the delay, but it you know we're working on it. We're, we're trying. We
1: are working on it, but uh, we appreciate you listening. And That's for sure. um as as we um, hopefully uh, get past some of the rough spots here, uh, we are hoping to to uh, record with more regularity as well as um, be a little bit more consistent um, on social media as well. Um If you would like to follow us on social media, uh, we have an Instagram and Twitter account, um, both with the handle at honey. watch this. Um, and, uh, definitely, uh, subscribe. Uh, we are on all major podcast platforms. If you'd like to see a list of, uh, any of our past, uh, episodes too, since we are getting ready for the 50th and we'll be talking about some of the other ones that we've watched in the episodes we've recorded, um, you can go to, um, honey, you should watch
0: this.podbean.com. And... You can see them all on Spotify as well. Yeah, you can yep. see them
1: on Spotify. Um, you, If you uh, subscribe to us, you will see them on your feed uh, in uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, however, however you're listening to us, so... Um and uh, that's um that's pretty much it. Again, um thank you for listening. Um if you would uh like to uh slide into any of our DMs and let us know um, anything you'd like us to do in the future, um ideas on how we can improve this experience for you. Um if you are if you do another podcast, if you are another podcaster and you want to be part of this, um we're we're more than willing to sit down and uh, uh, record uh with you um virtually and uh talk about any movie you want to talk about and uh so that's it and if you would like to hear more of um greg gregory's dulcet tones um he as we have mentioned he does another podcast and why don't you tell the people about that one
0: it's called top five for fighting it's a couple of guys sitting around talking about whatever we want to talk about uh sports movies tv entertainment music whatever uh, we play a couple of games. We're trying to find new games. We do uh, we do fundraisers where we can try and uh, send out uh, care packages for deployed troops, which we just did a couple weeks ago. Uh, and at the end of each episode, we have a top five list that is fun. Last week's was uh, the top five cities that we think that the XFL should expand to, which if you're not a football fan, I understand. But this week's will be fun because it is movie related, and it is movies that should be remade by the Muppets.
1: Dun, 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 and dun, what dun, dun, dun.
0: Muppet should play each part? So dun, 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 dun. I can't tell you there will be a horror movie in there.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna pick a horror movie. I'm gonna pick. I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna try and pick one of each genre just so that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce them around. Like I'm not gonna have, <laughs> have Miss Piggy play all the female roles.
1: Are you gonna Are you gonna have? Maybe have Gonzo play um, Lincoln.
0: Lincoln? <laughs> no, no. But I might have. I might have him play the xenophobe an alien With the xenomorph yeah <laughs> xenomorph yeah sorry not xenophobe i hell he might crush i am a xenophobe right? yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay well thank you everybody um if you're listening to us on apple uh please rate and review and um thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next time
0: bye-bye